Welcome to Breakfast with Candles. Simply put, this is a podcast that explores John Hughes films. On this week's episode, we discuss Home Alone. Enjoy. Welcome back. Oh, oh, oh. We are back. And We're it is back. the most wonderful time of the year. Hope you've all been good boys and girls. <laughs> yeah. Not just Christmas time, but just all December long. Mm. It's a wonderful time of the year. I guess it's easy to say that when you live in Florida and you're not snowed in like apparently everyone's going to be this coming week up yeah. north. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Our heart is out to you, CJ, our friend. <laughs> Cleveland is a, a cold, cold place. Have fun scraping that crap off your windshield, All buddy. All the crap. And the, and the ice, too. Oh, yeah. that And the ice. Not just the crap. Very um, good. That's how bad it is up there. You've been missing this quality, everyone. <laughs> just spinning gold here. Oh, oh yeah. So, on to the show. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, Home Alone. Part of our Christmas trifexis. That's a, <laughs> trifexis. Uh, that's a yeah. flea medication for dogs. <laughs> no, that's the the Christmas variety of what you're trying to say. <laughs> uh, trifection. There. I don't think that's a word, but it is now. Trifecta. I like it. <laughs> Trifection. <laughs> Trifectus. <laughs> Home Alone, 1990, directed by Chris Columbus, written by our good buddy, J.H. He's back, everyone. (laughs) Starring, of course, as everyone in the entire universe knows, Macaulay Macaulay Culkin. And, of course, as people might not know as well, Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern, who is Marv. Mm -hmm. And this is the one I realized that I knew, but it hadn't dawned on me. The mom. Yeah. So the mom is in Schitt's Creek. Is she? So okay. I knew I knew her from somewhere. I'm like, Catherine O'Hare. Like, I know that name. And then I was just thinking when I'm sitting there typing, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's what I know her from. Of course. I know her from Home Alone first. Yeah. You know, and then I saw her in Schitt's Creek and, you know, she's older now, but mm-hmm. still sure. really funny in that show. So Yeah. For me, it's uh, Home Alone first and second Beetlejuice. She is the, mo- oh, yeah. the mother in Beetlejuice as well. Yeah, I think I realized she was in Schitt's Creek when we were, when we were reading about that, too. Stood to your feet and proclaimed to the living room, Yes! Ah! <laughs> Beetlejuice! <laughs> and I think one of your favorite things, music by John Williams. Oh, yeah, man. This, this is, is this is a great soundtrack. Fantastic, straight away. It's, it's great. I mean... It really is. Just a score that's so memorable. Uh-huh. And he's really good at doing the whole whimsical Christmassy thing. I'm surprised yeah. he hasn't done more Christmas things. But, like, even, like, some of the movies that he does that aren't Christmas sound Christmas. Like, his, what he does for Harry Potter, which was also the first one directed by Chris Columbus, that score sounds very Christmassy. Yeah. And it actually sounds extremely like this. Like that, da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. It's, like, in... Harry right. Potter, so it's like right. really close to being the same score at parts. But yeah, very whimsical and wonderful. Yes, excellent music. Um, budget and gross. This is, oh man. For some reason, I just was not prepared. Even like as the podcast started, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to discuss this budget and gross crap. This movie is so big. It's so I, important you get this right. Man, because like now this movie is in, in and of itself almost a business because of just how much it's everywhere and clothing and the paraphernalia and all, all the great over the place. sequels. Oh, yeah. You know, five of them. The one great sequel. <laughs> well, we'll talk about that next week. And then week. the other awful, yeah. awful creations. Um, Home Alone 1. At the t- so I know this was a hit at the time, but what does a hit mean in 1990? That's the question That's I'm a good question. continuously asking myself on uh, this show, Breakfast with Candles. I'm going to go ahead and say <laughs> it cost about $15 million to make. And I'm going to say... It's pretty close. Oh, all 18 right. is the estimated they have on here. I'm going to say it made pretty close. 40. Wow, and you would be 
incredibly wrong. Great. Fantastic. So Come they on. have a worldwide and a U.S. And these numbers are amazing. Wow. Like this is such a hit compared to everything else we've been watching. Like this is like the end game. Of like More than Flubber? So much more. <laughs> Worldwide, this did four hundred and seventy-six oh million dollars. Gosh! And gross U.S. two hundred and eighty-five. This is like with an eighteen million dollar budget. This is insane. This no is, wonder they made so many sequels. There's no way I would have guessed. There's no way <laughs> yeah. I would have guessed. Compared to everything else we've been doing, this is like something I might have guessed if it was like a hit today. <laughs> like seriously, that's crazy. Almost five hundred million dollars. All these like shows where I'm like. Oh, 50 million. You're like, oh, try again, Jordan. Think yeah. 8 million or something. I, I mean, honestly, the, the like budget and like gross thing really isn't that entertaining usually. But to me, this is like, this is amazing. This is crazy. This is a testament Man. to what a great movie this is. Like, I think the only reason you make those kind of numbers is because you have people like hearing, you know, word of mouth this is a great movie. You yeah. You should go see this. And like, what, this came out November 16th. Mm-hmm. So just a little bit earlier than we are actually recording this like yeah a week and a half earlier in the year so we're thinking you know thanksgiving crowd and then of course christmas mm-hmm. crowd a month later it's a good time to release a movie heck yeah i mean it, it seems what it, it seems like what happens all the time it's sometimes i feel like a christmas movie if it's not a hit it's like ooh, you released a little too early like that last yeah. christmas movie like released in the beginning yeah. and now i'm like i kind of even though that was it. probably the same Date, if you think about Definitely. it, as this movie. Now I'm concerned it if just it's depends going to on the quality. You yeah, know? if it was a hit, I'm sure it would be around all throughout the holidays. Now Does I'm it like, have legs? You know, is it going to continue question. into December? I don't know. Yeah. That, oh my gosh, Siri. <laughs> um, that movie though, it didn't look that great. No, it didn't. <laughs> but I'm a sucker for Christmas movies. But I'm movies, sure so, yeah. Home Alone didn't look that great either. Probably. Gosh. Because you're like, what? What is this? This is weird. <laughs> You know, I mean, you don't know who Macaulay Culkin is. Little kid is from Uncle Buck. What is this? Yeah, that's true. But I, guess I mean, that is what you think of. Yeah, still. I mean, how big was Uncle Buck at that point? Nineteen ninety. We discussed it, but I don't remember. <laughs> Probably something I, along the lines of. It, it what wasn't I said. anything like this. We no, know that. it certainly was not four hundred million dollars. <laughs> oh gracious! Almost five hundred. It's four seventy-six. Insane. Cool. Yeah. Crazy. So I guess we got to talk about this thing. Let's do it. It's, it's, it's a strange one to talk about because unlike a lot of these movies, I will say this is the one of everything we've watched. I've seen it the most. I think Dennis by, the Menace. Yeah, more than Dennis the Menace because this you one went on and on about how much you'd seen. Dennis I've the seen Menace. Dennis the Menace a lot, but <laughs> think about when I when I was a kid, I'd pop in Dennis the Menace on a very frequent basis. But as I <laughs> grew into adulthood, it was came to the point where I was like, "Wow, I haven't seen this the Menace." I don't need to watch in a that long again. time. Maybe I don't need to pull it out as often. <laughs> Whereas Home Alone will come into the Blu-ray player, DVD, v- VCR. Every Dennis year. the Menace is much more childish like you know yes. just the lower lower quality and lower, yes lower targeted audience I guess. it is always the conversation i have with people when it comes to the difference between a children's movie and a family movie yeah. an all ages movie because there yeah. is a difference i think we had this conversation yes yeah <laughs> and, and so i there would square difference. this as a family movie not a movie specifically and only for children um so yeah this it's interesting talking about it trying to have a perspective of, of a critical mindset and sort of try, try to get rid of a little of the nostalgia, trying to get rid of a little bit of, you know, the pedestal that I've put this That's movie hard. on. That's it's hard. very the hard. Nostalgia is real. <laughs> and you probably might see me struggle through this because there's a lot of memories attached yeah. to this movie, but let's get into it. I mean, the McAllister's yep. where we Joe start, Pesci. right? <laughs> yeah. Joe, yeah. Joe Pesci Joe pretending Pesci right to be bat. a police officer. <laughs> In a house full of insane children. <laughs> this is such a good scene. I mean, oh, yeah. Just all the interaction between the kids and <laughs> the parents oh are just gosh. losing their mind. And yeah, that's so great. Yeah, Kevin's being like a little annoying here, I guess, to everyone else. But that's the thing. This people is, have no patience for him either. People really have no patience for his bull crap <laughs> at all. And he's just a. He's, such a little kid like they really nail into you yeah, that he's, he's kind of eight he's eight <laughs> and yeah this i don't think i know how to pack my suitcase i don't think i knew how to do that either when i was eight yeah. years old i mean i think it's unreasonable how ridiculous they're being to him at they're this. being very like, mean 
all he's asking is for like help to pack his suitcase and he doesn't want what's his name to like room with him <laughs> get peed all over <laughs> yeah fuller's gonna pee on him he's being called lesie compitant yeah. by his cousin yeah. or whatever it's great <laughs> and so i'm kind of buzz confused. just wants to kill him all buzz, the time <laughs> i love because <laughs> he's like asking around for advice and i love how like he creeps behind buzz into his room <laughs> with that he clear, knows it's coming clearly afraid yeah <laughs> Did I ask you to come to my room, buttwad, or whatever he calls him? Like, Why would he even ask him if he could sleep with him? I know. It's like, obviously unreasonable. Obviously, he hates him. So, what's and the step? great The great snow shovel slayer. The, the shovel, shovel slayer. slayer. Yeah. A yarn is spin here. Is yeah. spun here. I only... Funny thing is, I only caught that this time. Because I had to refer to him in my notes. And I don't really know his name, and so but I heard them call Oldie. him the Shovel Slayer here, yeah. and I was like, oh, I like for some reason I just never put that together that that's what they called him. I don't know for some reason I just didn't catch that line. All these other do they even name his real like name? No. Yeah. I don't think this kid. I don't think this is a named character. So. At least not in the old man. That's what I wrote. Old man who goes around and he's he's killed his family. He's got and, big muck boots. Yeah, he's <laughs> putting them in his. Uh, Putting them in his garbage can, putting salt on them, turning them into mummies. Yeah. Mummies. Quite a tale. No way. <laughs> yeah, but this is something I love about this movie is it, for some reason, taps in to, like, childhood fears a little bit. Like, seeing things oh, yeah. and them being scary. The furnace. Mm-hmm. And like strangers. <laughs> and when I was Kevin's age watching this movie, I was like kind of like the things that he's afraid of a little bit. I was kind of freaked out about it, too. I was kind of like, oh, every time. He I was, mean, we were probably similar ages when we watched this and it was probably around his age. Probably, probably. eight, ten, twelve, somewhere in there. Exactly. Yeah. So, OK. Reasonable what, fears, Jordan. <laughs> these are these are very reasonable. Something I, I want to say right off the bat about Macaulay Culkin. Um I just think he's awesome in this movie. I mean, like, I think... Amazing how well-spoken, I would say, is, like, the standout thing about him. Very much so. And, and like, there is an innate cuteness to him as well as a charisma that he has that what he's doing, I think, in the hands of another, probably another director as well, and another child actor, I think you might want to kill this kid. <laughs> if it was, like, a Jake Lloyd or, and, you know, something like that, you might be... You might not yep. want to put this movie in year to year if you're in lesser Whatever hands. Whatever the freak but... that kid's name is in three. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, he wasn't as bad. No, he's as not. Jake Lloyd. He's not I'd a say, Jake but... Lloyd, but... <laughs> he's <laughs> just kind of annoying. Yeah, he's, he's no. He's no He's no Macaulay Culkin, unfortunately. He was asked He's, to he's be. not fun. Like, he was just... He was, like, all cute, but, like, no, like, enjoyable, like, fun, like, charisma. Yeah. <laughs> He had a rat to talk to, I believe. I'm trying to remember oh, no. that one. I, I nope. had it on VHS nope. as a kid. Not getting into it. <laughs> We're not doing that one? Okay. Nope. Moving on. It's then. terrible. Don't watch it. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> There's the review. But uh, yeah, what, I'm trying to get this together. Like, What else is going on over Look here? Look what you did, you little jerk. Look what you did, you little jerk. This is the incident that kind of like... on the passports, which I will say yeah. never gets addressed later. No. Which is very strange because it feels like they set something up there. <laughs> this is something, yeah. It, I think in, they. In case nobody understands what we're talking about, we're saying the milk was spilled on the passports, and then he throws away one of them. The dad throws away one of them, like yeah. when he's mopping up the milk. Very quick detail. <laughs> Kevin's upset that he uh, there's no cheese pizza left for him, and pushes Buzz, and this is like the, the thing that erupts everything, and yeah. that's a easily missed detail. How yeah. you know the spills all it happens so quick. Need it even goes out of its way to do so, but there's so much chaos going on, you can easily miss that. Yeah, little detail, but appreciate. Must have gotten left on the cutting room floor. I'm guessing. Maybe where they're like follow up scene. Like, oh, that's right. No, we... sir. You need passport. Oh, <laughs> you do not have passport. Oh shoot. <laughs> yeah, I got it right. Where? No, no. Kevin. Yeah, but... and they never remember Kevin. They just realize that's what they forgot. Exactly. That's the alternate movie. <laughs> and so I, I have some questions here, Luke. Something I've never thought about until this viewing. Uh -oh. So he gets into his room and they have that exchange with his mom. The whole like, oh, you know, I, I don't want to live never with... Never want to see you guys again. When I grow up and get married, I'm living alone <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, I don't want to... perfect sense. Yeah, perfect sense. <laughs> I don't want to see you again. You know, be careful what you wish for. I am. I don't want to see you again or whatever. He goes to sleep in the basement. We'll say it again and maybe it'll happen. Yeah. 
it'd be awful sad if you know you woke up and your family was gone. No, I wouldn't. But um, so the next the the night happens and we see something that I'm not sure what to make of it. But I never really really thought about it. Is this Christmas magic that we're seeing? Is there magic the in this movie? Well, they say maybe Santa will like give you new family or something like that. They say that. And then the and wind happens. The he's mis- on the door. The magical music. And they zoom in to Santa's to the face. Re- the re- that scared me yeah. as a child. It zooms into his face. I was like, oh. And I'm led to believe, was there Christmas magic afoot that was never talked about later? I guess so. It, I don't know. Because they probably wouldn't have forgotten him if the electricity hadn't, pu- hadn't pushed Hadn't been knocked out. Yeah, because it seems like the first uh, trigger of was obviously the the password getting thrown in the garbage can. I guess, but yeah, then it's like yeah, the power goes out. They're in a rush in the morning. They get everyone together real quick and they forget all about Kevin. And so like I'm, I'm. It's never addressed in the in late later in the movie where he's like, oh, I have to learn a lesson and then Santa will bring my family back, like in all those other like Christmas magic movies. But it's just something weird. There's it's clearly yeah. not a world of magic or anything, <laughs> but it's just weird that it's framed like this. Where is there like a spell? And or of course, something? he's wishing her back when she shows up. So yeah, exactly. So I don't know. We'll never know. If he'd learned the lesson, though, why would the sequel happen? <laughs> Money. <laughs> 400 million he unlearned the lessons. Buzz pissed him off enough he wished them gone again. We'll talk all about it next <laughs> week. But yeah, they're gone. Um, I like, I, one thing I did want to point out, I like this kid here. I, I don't know. For some reason, he's just funny. The kid was asking like the bus driver, like all the questions <laughs> like, Oh, my family's going to Florida too. Is this an automatic drive? Does this have, fo-? you know, all this. Listen, I don't know, kid. Beat it. Hit the road. <laughs> quit, quit bothering me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I love calling kids. I don't know, kid. I do like that though. You know, it's just such a thing we take for granted in movies. It happens all the time, but I've started to try to do it every now and then when it's appropriate to be like, excuse me, kid, or something like that, or call. A, saw a child in real life, know, in real life. <laughs> I'm trying it out because of this movie of course it may have inspired <laughs> early Jordan to get be like oh maybe I should do this when I get older <laughs> you've reached that age now yeah I love here where the uncle is stealing the china telling oh his wife gosh. to like stick it in her purse uncle real china. Frank wait put it in your purse put it in your purse <laughs> What? No, but just put it in your verse. Oh, hi. Uh, yep. Fill it up. Fill it up. The, the, up, up, up. I, so the champagne is free? What? Yeah. I mean, as soon as he gets on the plane, he's like, so the champagne's included? Of course, sir. What? I mean, we've... We're not... In what In what world? We're not men of means. <laughs> we don't... I don't think... I don't think any plane gives you that kind of stuff. I've seen it... In we we okay we so we see it in certain movies. There's movies where it's portrayed where in first class you get champagne. Even as uh, soon as a movie as a uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home, we see Flash Maybe Thompson 30 with years champagne. Ago. I don't know about now. I, I have no idea. I wouldn't know. I mean, because this first class to me looks like. Eh, maybe a little bit better than the first class, like you know yeah. I've seen on the planes I've gone on. Their seats look really nice. They're obviously in. He's got a napkin on his collar. He's in, he's enjoying a nice meal. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe lobster. I don't know, man. But I, I for, nickel and dime look, on the flight. Richer, going on. richer and more wealthy listeners, email in if you've experienced a first class flight, which we have not. Let us know how much champagne you've drank on that first class flight. For free and not had to pay for it. For that's, free. Like, I totally understand, you know, it's, it's there to buy, but. Yeah. No bad included. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. One day, maybe, we'll be able to experience it. Be like, wow, Home Alone <laughs> was right. <laughs> but anyways, I love Uncle Frank in this movie. He's the world-class moocher or whatever. He's yeah. just. Uh, it's, he's so Ooh, don't have my wallet with me. It's my brother's house, though. He, uh, he got you. <laughs> yeah, but because obviously the the dad is rich, and so this is just the lesser. This is an awesome house, by the way. Awesome. There's a, a one thing I noticed because you know we have our own home, and like I'm always looking at this kind of stuff. They have so that room that Kevin goes in on the third floor has a mm-hmm. fireplace, like in the attic, and the attic is massive. Yeah. Maybe that's just how they do it up north, like to have like a large barrier between, <laughs> yeah. you know, the cold and like downstairs. I don't know. Probably people up north would know, but 
It's so cool. I wish we had an attic like that. <laughs> it's literally, I mean, yeah. just a whole nother floor, just a whole nother room. And so cool. They have that giant staircase. But, but what I was saying is they have a, they have the fireplace up there and then it looks like on the same like shaft, you know, where the smoke goes, mm-hmm. the, uh, the parents have a fireplace in there. And then I assume on the first floor they have this. So they have like three of them on each floor yeah. or one of them on each floor. So cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know how he affords all this. I mean, it's established that he's rich and that he came from kind of not. It's funny that they put that in there. The dad like says like, yeah, I mean, when I, it's, this is great. They get to be on a plane as a kid. When I was a kid, I mean, I'll like cram into a van or something. So they established yeah. that. Uh, he just came from, which is nice. I mean, I kind of like that for some reason. I like that line that they established that the dad used to be poor. So he likes yeah. doing this kind of crap for his family and his, even if he does <laughs> forget his son, yeah. even if he does forget some of the family, <laughs> but yeah, it's at this point where I guess the mom realizes, uh, we'll obviously cut back to Kevin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, her, her, she feels a quaking in the force or something <laughs> and, and she's, uh, yeah. Forgot to close the garage. No, that's not it. Kevin! <laughs> yeah, and uh, I love Uncle Frank here. Horrible. Just a terrible Just horrible. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I forgot thing. my reading glasses. <laughs> An awful thing to tell a mother. <laughs> horrible. Just a horrible that's thing you've horrible. done. <laughs> In case you didn't realize how bad it was. So yeah, intermittent and all this stuff, Kevin wakes up to everyone being uh, gone and everything. And this is, this is where I realized something that's very cool. This movie is excellently directed and the the details that are in it are great something that is so cool is that throughout the entire house at there and not only the house but the every scene almost red and green just mm-hmm. everywhere like ridiculously yeah. like the wallpaper the carpet the toaster some of the like the pots and pans christmas colors yeah. everywhere and it gives you like that feel of just sets so that mood yeah it doesn't have to always be jingle belling in your face and merry christmas all the time to make you feel like in a christmas mood and so like this is probably why it's like the ultimate christmas because it gets you in the subconscious yeah. with a little stuff like that even like a scene i noticed later on he's like walking home and there's a bush just out of focus in the foreground that's got like red berries on a green mm. bush i'm like he did yeah. that on purpose it's yeah. just so i like that kind smart of stuff. yeah yeah and he's just wandering around the empty house, and that's why I kind of noticed it. I was like, wow, <laughs> look at all this crap. This is great. But we get to the really important part of this movie here. Please, Luke. Please. Angels with Filthy Souls. Oh, yeah. The Home Alone original. Yeah, I mean, this is where he like goes around just kind of doing what he wants, and I guess Uncle Frank wouldn't let him watch this R-rated movie, Angels he's with looking Filthy at Playboy Souls. Playboy magazines. Oh, yeah. He's doing all kinds of stuff. <laughs> But you gotta love angels with filthy souls. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's so funny that this is just a all it is is a clip they made. It's interesting that they didn't feel the need to like get the rights to some old movie or some old you know film it's noir. So much cooler that they did this. It's great. It's just so over the top and hilarious. Yeah. And this guy snakes. He's doing this snakes. hilarious performance. <laughs> <laughs> We've only seen this guy once before in our retrospective. We did. We saw it in Curly what Sue. Was it? That's right. He was one of the people and who like stole a ring yep. or something. I don't he know. stole the ring. Yep. Yeah. And remember right. like, <gasps> snakes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, hilarious. We'll see it over and over and over again throughout oh, yeah. the movie. And, uh, and then the sequel in the sequel. <laughs> uh huh. It's <laughs> great. Heck yeah. But yeah, what what else does he do? He basically plays around. There's something that we, there's a question we had because it's funny. You know the the classic Home Alone Kevin McAllister pose, the screaming with the two hands right. on the face. It's funny because people like will feel like, oh, he's doing that because he's scared of the crooks. He only does it nope. like after shave. After shave. Yep. <laughs> and that's it. That's the only. You're reason. gonna break your laptop. Yeah, I know. I'm really just going all out with my hand motions here. Needlessly, <laughs> no one's gonna see him but Luke. But. Yeah. It, it comes through in the voice. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Thanks. But um, yeah, he does it twice. He too. does it twice. <laughs> and uh, it, it's just funny worth noting that it's such an iconic pose that it's from just this scene and not but from it's him. It's the silliest just, little thing. Yeah, exactly. It has nothing to do with the story. It's funny because I was inspired by this movie to play the video game. I was playing. Oh, yeah. I was played it on the Genesis, and I played the version that's on the Super Nintendo. But every time you get caught... By the wet bandits, 
He does that. He's whipping out that that takes out the aftershave and he puts it on the face. Oh yeah, there were press were having him pose in that position, like do it, do it, and he'd like do like that little pose. No sense. Yeah, and it's on the cover, and so it's just like iconic for that reason. It acts like that's when he's getting caught, but it makes no sense. Yeah, at all what he's doing. It, it's, he it's never a funny, gets freaking caught. Never, no. <laughs> it's a funny scene, regardless. I don't know what kind of aftershave that is that would burn through his that skin much? so much. Oh my gosh! I mean, I, I've had a little bit of burn. Like my dad had a strong one. I can't remember. It's one of the old ones, but it was nothing like that. It was just like ooh, mm-hmm. little little sting there. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so we're introduced here. Speaking of them, the the wet bandits. The Wet Bandits. We got Harry and Marv. Marv. The Daniel Sturm, Joe Pesci. Um, basically, like, I guess what he was doing is he was going around posed as a police officer, going house to house, making sure. Scoping them out. Yeah, looking at who's leaving, looking at what kind of security systems they've had. What kind of goodies they what got. What kind of goodies they got. <laughs> but he wants that McAllister house. He's like, yeah, that's the reason the I wanted. Silver tuna. That's, that's the, silver t- <laughs> the reason I wanted that house. Every time I've seen it, I wanted it. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know what's in it. VCRs. I like that house. Too. Stereos. I mean, he's not going to take not that for the house. the same reason. But. Yeah. He's not taking that attic with him. He wants the, the VCRs. They find valuable back Jewels. Then. Stereos. Stereo. Yeah, he wants all that good 90s crap. No one would care about stereos now. What would you steal now? I guess like computers. Computers would be a big one. Tablets, if you can find them. Honestly, all the like expensive stuff is pretty small now. You know? Yeah, I mean, we, my house got broken into last year. And uh, they stole our Nintendo Switch. Yeah. And we had to buy a new one. And even but... that, like... It's not worth that much. No, it wasn't <laughs> worth the buy. I, mean, I mean, your iPhone's worth like four times as much as your console nowadays. It really is. Yeah. A thousand dollars compared to three. It's crazy. It's just a different world. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, I bet back in the day getting a VCR would be pretty awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I know. That's such a weird thought. <laughs> really very, very much so. But I think these are terrible record players. These are terrible <laughs> thieves, but <laughs> Yeah, they're not going to make a lot. No. And they have so much risk. So much. Just one cop driving by like, oh, these guys are loading up their van with stuff. (laughs) They're clearly not electricians or plumbers or whatever their van says. Yeah. And and it's funny to forget because everything happens at the end of the movie, but they actually go to the McAllister house first. So they want to knock that place over first. And it's at that point, all all Kevin really does is just turn on the light. That's enough to be like... I thought you said no one here. Which they weren't. Let's get out of here or whatever. The reactions I feel like are actually somewhat reasonable. Yeah. To this. Like, you know, like the three levels of like first this happens and then they come back and the party's happening. Mm-hmm. Then they come back and what he shoots them or whatever. What's I can't I'm, I'm forgetting what the sequence is. Yeah, they come the first time he turns on the light. Second time he fakes a party. The third time is he used is it's just Marv and he uses the angels with filthy souls. Mm. And then later they oh, come back the, the, and realize the finale. He starts off by shooting them with the BB yeah, gun. Yeah, that's right. And it's only that's it's only right before that like very morning they stop by and realize that he's home alone. Yeah, they say it and everything. He scares them and then they wait and then. They wake up to him cutting his little baby Christmas tree down. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, and so after they go there, I, that's where I realized these are terrible. After they leave and go to the, like the next house or whatever, they're just you see like Harry just with his crowbar just, just breaking crap. Like he, that's not gonna, that's gonna make it worthless. He's filling his sack full of worthless like Tinker toys and like <laughs> like Christmas decorations and i was like what are you doing yeah you're not gonna make a dime off of this crap and they're like freaking harry's playing with a kaleidoscope and they're terrible <laughs> terrible crooks in the middle of the morning yeah. just on oh, the dead of the, the light of the day dead of the light of the day what what would be the better time though would it be better at night because i feel like it'd be more suspicious because it's like you Probably the cops, probably the neighbors all know that all those pieces are places are like, you know, empty. Yeah. So it'd be really suspicious at night, but then at, at daytime, it's also like, you know, obviously you can be seen a oh, lot easier. There they are. Oh, yeah. They're loading up their van. Yeah. Where maybe you can sneak around <laughs> more at night. But yeah, I mean, 
But if you have like flashlights on inside the house, you know, it'd be obvious that you're in there. Yeah. I don't know. Just catch 22. Catch 22. But he, he does the thing with the sink. He's filling it up. Yep. He's the, he's there. That's why he wants to be called the wet bandits. Cause he <laughs> makes their utility bill go out through the roof by flooding their home and ruining a bunch of their crap. <laughs> not very nice. Nope. That's a sick thing to do. Marv. No, it's not. That's a sick thing. It's a sick thing to do. Um, so at this point, I feel like there's a little bit of a progression here with Kevin because as the movie goes on, he gets a little bit more responsible. He starts kind of slowly going to the store and he, he runs into the shovel slayer one time where he goes to the convenience store and quote unquote, that's the next one. So the, the ADA approved toothbrush. Yeah. Is this toothbrush approved by American dental association. Um, and he runs into the shovel slayer. And this is a weird detail that I don't understand to this day. I was looking so carefully to see if I can. Oh wait, is there something I'm missing? His bloody hand. His freaking hand. Yeah. What in the world? Yeah. <laughs> is there ever an explanation for it? And throughout the movie, every time we see him, like this time, I don't think so. it's a bandage. Next time, it's a band aid. And the next time, it's gone. <laughs> yeah. What? Is it supposed to be like represent something? This isn't that kind of movie. Yeah, you'd think like he would have done something like when they were looking at him out the window with Buzz or something, but no, I don't think so. Or maybe like the the first time he saw him or something and he screams at him and because he does that thing where when he turns off the lights, hides in the bed, goes out, back outside, I'm not afraid anymore. And he's there and he screams in his face. You think maybe he'd like go, oh, and get scared too and like cut himself or something yeah. like that. And so maybe it would represent... With the knife he was going to stab Kevin with. With yeah. the knife that he had in his back pocket that he was fixing Twist. to stab Kevin in the neck with. Yes. <laughs> Dear Lord. And that one scene, he's actually taking his, his son and their family in to murder them like they thought he was going to. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, as things go on, I guess we should probably cut back to with the fa- how the family's reacting. Hey, Jimmy, stop that boy. Oh, I love how he forgot. like lurches into action. Like <laughs> he looks like a character from the fifties, the way his yeah. hair is and yeah. his little, uh, and the fact that his name's Jimmy and all that yeah. stuff. He's like, oh, shoplifter. Shoplifter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and of course the chubby guy chases after a little kid. <laughs> Classic. Quickly gets eluded by him. <laughs> Classic. Slides across the ice. It's the chase a kid division of the police. The yeah. chubbiest cops you have. Chase a kid division. I don't know. <laughs> chase your young heroine or hero <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> your young heroin addict hero. Oh, God. <laughs> no, that's a different movie. Yeah. Um, then he almost gets hit by the Dodge Ram. Hilarious. <laughs> the Ram like comes into his face. Yeah. How'd they shoot that? How did Joe Pesci not remember him? I don't know. I feel like he talks about this house. Yeah. <clears throat> he talks about this house so much. I feel like he'd be paying extra close that attention. I feel like, yeah, that he would have noticed him. Because he I guess recognizes his exclamation him. makes a little bit of sense because he's like, I've seen a hundred kids this week. Yeah, I've seen a hundred kids this week. Yeah, and, like, and it seems like when his little tooth goes <clears throat> ding or whatever, he, yeah. like Kevin recognizes him at that point, right. which like he looked at me funny or whatever. Yeah. Of course he looked at you funny. You guys are creepy. Creepy. And especially when he's like walking away and you're following him. He's like, why is he running or whatever? You're creeps in a van. (laughs) Yeah. You're slowly driving behind him. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, let's be honest. You could have just waited all the way back at the beginning and just watched him go down the road. Oh, yeah. Or you could have turned the other way and acted like you were going and then just parked and like looked behind you in your rearview mirror. (laughs) Oh, I could do this so much better. <laughs> yeah, you, you. Maybe we should be the wet bandits. We should. We oh. really should. The podcasting thing doesn't yep. work out. We'll be the fire bandits. All right. <laughs> Whoa, my! We just set their house on fire. Oh, this, that's Cut straight to the chase. Now that's a real <laughs> sick thing to do. Now I know every house you you hit. Uh huh. So burned into cinder. So he eludes them from the nativity, and next time they come back, kid's smart. I'll be ready. He doesn't go home. He's no. smart. Very smart kid. I don't know if he's this smart. This is ridiculous. With the, I feel like it's a big trick jump party. Yeah, it's a big jump from him turning on the lights to this. How does he know that they're gonna do that at that time? Was he just doing it all day? Yeah, I don't know. Because like the other party overhears him saying like, "We'll be back at nine." Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock. He repeats exactly. <laughs> but now it's just like he just assumes they're gonna come yeah. back for some reason. Yeah. Back to where? I feel like it should have been explained. <laughs> yeah. Very, very strange. Yeah. 
but it whatever. was smart if somehow he did know. Very smart. It's it's very amusing. But yeah, I mean, what next? He orders a pizza, and I guess throughout all this, I mean, yeah, the mom's just doing her thing. The mom's doing it. I think she's <laughs> losing freaking her out. mind. Rightfully so. I mean, it's she's probably racked with guilt and worry simultaneously. Yep. She's and, begging the older couple at this point. Uh huh. You, you like the earrings? She's already got nice earrings. Dang, real dangly ones. Such a classic old guy. <laughs> dangly ones. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> ladies like. Oh, all the right. dangly earrings. <laughs> we've seen Extra this couple. Dangly. We've seen this couple before. Who are yeah. these? We've seen them before. In Dennis the Menace, huh. these exact two people. I don't know if they're married in real life, but part they, of the Garden Club or something. Yeah, they announce where the next huh. Garden Club party is going to be. George Wilson or whatever, and they say wow. it together. Weird. I didn't catch that. Huh? Are they friends? I don't know. Maybe they're like Howard Hughes' director's father. I don't know. In this case, writers. I guess like to reuse. You know, actors, actors, and actresses. I suppose so. I mean, Buzz was also in Dennis the Menace, of course. But <laughs> yep, you know, yeah, the boyfriend. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, the what what's happening? I guess uh, the mom's in uh, obviously Paris, and the rest of the family goes back to their hotel, and she tries to get a flight back, fails. So that was the scene with the old people when she yeah, finally gets her that's ticket. Right. And what I don't understand is, if she was so desperate, why didn't she get desperate like that? With somebody who is going straight to Chicago. Because mm. it makes it sound like she took like four more flights. She did. Just to get to Scranton. Yeah, she said she went She went from Paris to Dallas to Dallas to... Where am I again? Scranton? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's like, what? Yeah, I don't know. It's just... I don't know. Shouldn't she yeah. have been begging like the Chicago people? All of this that she does ends up being a terrible idea. So yeah, it seems whatever. like she just goes the longest possible way and ends up getting there 30 seconds before oh the family. Oh, my God. <laughs> Infuriating <laughs> to this Spoiler day. for the ending. <laughs> Infuriating to this very day that she did all You know all that this. flight you didn't want to take? Yeah, that's the one we took. Yeah. And here we are. But at least we get to meet. You wouldn't have to ride with the, the candy man. Candy! <laughs> We foretold his return. Now he is back to charm he's us once again. Definitely one of the less memorable characters. Yes, of all these movies, people forget he's in this movie. Let's be honest, because he just basically is a, a terrible parent. Yeah, he's <laughs> in two scenes. It really emphasizes how terrible this band is to yeah. their children. God, it's that's what of, I get away from. This. Kind of dark, and this, he he he's never even Hope seen they don't his kids. Write a book about it. <laughs> Anyways, he does his John Candy thing, and that's it. I guess he's yeah. a polka band giving the mom a ride back to Chicago. Very nice, John Candy. Very nice thing to do, by the way. Wow. Yep. Oh, and I'd be afraid if I were was was her. I guess she's that desperate. We're a guess bunch it was of a different times. I guess it was a different time where you're like. I mean, this is only 1990 though, so. Yeah. It's not that long ago. I feel you would be afraid of a bunch of polka guys killing you. I don't know. <laughs> Who would be afraid of John Candy, right? It's John Candy. <laughs> exactly. If it was John Candy, I'd... Hey, Jordan, you know, uh, we're, we got me and all the polka guys. We're... Really? Driving. I don't care where you're going. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hop in the back of this windowless van. I say we're driving to Minnesota in the middle of winter. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Sounds great. It's negative 30 where we're going. Sounds awesome. Let's do it. <laughs> No, at this point, like Kevin, he's buying groceries, he's doing the laundry, he's doing the works. Yep, he's saying no to his fears. Yeah, he's doing more than Mr. Mom could uh, could ever achieve <laughs> in the first part of that movie. So, oh yes, he's got it up on him. So that's nice. Somewhere along there, he scares off the wet bandits again with the firecrackers and yeah, angels with filthy souls again, and then they get. You know, they understand that it's him. Like we yeah, said, they let's wait around for maybe. a little bit. And yeah, exactly. Snakes, snakes. I don't know no snakes. Mm. Well, let's find out who it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's such a weird thing. So but. they're going to come back at nine. So then he hears that and it's kind of, it's game time at this point. Pretty much. I mean, at, at this point, it seems like almost like he's trying to find a way out because he's like, mom. And he's like, uh, he goes, he goes to the first to line of about defense. It. <laughs> well, no, first he, he goes to Santa Claus. Yeah, that's right. And tries to, tries to coerce him into wishing him back. I'm old I guess. enough to know how this works. I know you're not the real Santa, but, you but do I know you work, work for him. him. 
He should ask for an upgrade because that Honda. Yeah. <laughs> that things that things rough. <laughs> this Santa is nice enough. I he mean, is. he he puts all the cigarette in a hurry. He doesn't want to see him smoking. Gives him some Tic Tacs. But <laughs> I feel after all the crap that this kid said, I'd be like, kid, are, yeah. are uh, you okay? Let's call the police. Exactly. He's like wishing his family back. It's like entire family. I'd be like, yeah. Kid, are you okay? Do you have a home? Or do you, are There's you, also you, some you wet people? bandits coming to <laughs> exactly. burglarize my home around a nine o'clock tonight. <laughs> Brutalize me. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I may or may not get kidnapped. I don't know. We'll see. Um, what? <laughs> exactly. Kid, hop in my broken down car. We're going to the police. I would hope Santa would help these children out more than that. I really would, but... Not the worst Santa we've seen, but he could have been better. Yep. He's not bad Santa. No, it's not bad Santa where he would have shoved the kid over and, I don't know, yep. probably lit, burned the cigarette yep. in his Put face. the cigarette out in his forehead. Exactly. <laughs> now we're going to church. Yep. Take me to church. Nope. Um, he talks to the old man. Yeah. And we finally humanize who this shovel slayer is. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I will say this. I've not had anything really negative to say. It's just been a nostalgia trip and a bunch of fun, which Uh-oh. this movie is. I negative really, time. Yeah. Looking at this scene now, it, this scene gets. You don't worse. like the old man. No, the old man's fine. I don't. I just don't like what happens here. You don't like his granddaughter. I hate his granddaughter. <laughs> no, actually, I really like his granddaughter. I think that choir. They they sound beautiful. Like, that's a, such. A beautiful scene when he walks in and you hear the children's choir of singing That's a the Christmas really carol. nice church. It's amazing. And there's no one there. I feel I, terrible. I know. It'd make me want to convert to Catholicism. But it was only the rehearsal. <laughs> They're putting on an amazing show. <laughs> it was only the rehearsal because apparently the grandfather of but that But isn't it Christmas daughter, Eve? It is, but I think they they're doing it for they're Christmas it Day late. mass, oh, and okay. so um, he can't go be be at the actual service because he's afraid of his son, because he's estranged. But yeah, and I don't have a problem with any of this. It, it's honestly the dialogue is. I had missed that it was practice. Yeah, he's like, why why don't you show up? He's like, oh, you're not welcome. Like, well, goes, I'm not welcome. You're not welcome at church. Well, you always welcome at church. Uh, it's my family or whatever. And so like, yeah, um, it's just. I wish this was done more subtly and just like maybe Kevin would like you talk. He'd like talk about his fears and he'd talk about his. And then there'd be like a subtle line that would give him the courage to, to give the son a call instead of yeah, you should call like your father. Skip over that yeah. It's, it's just, like you feel like it's going there and it doesn't. Exactly. Yeah. He says it outright. He said, you should call your son. Yeah, but I'm scared. that plane. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's just very yeah. blunt, you know, but what if he rejects me? Or he's like, well, at least you won't be afraid anymore. It's I, I could do without all this. I, it, it just, just kind of happens later and it's not like, oh, it was Kevin's, you know, exactly. advice. But yeah, I just think it was. Like a, he didn't want to give him credit. <laughs> It's a little clumsy. I don't uh, conceptually. I think it's fine. I just don't like how it's all kind of framed in yeah. this dialogue here. I think I don't, I don't think the acting and the directing can overcome this kind of weird, <laughs> weird dialogue that's here, where it just yeah. is so on the nose. But whatever. It's not terrible. It's just like kind of just a one sour note in an yeah. otherwise really great symphony. Little hiccup. <laughs> little hiccup here. But like something I didn't realize, and I was I never really thought about it until now, because like I never really thought like why is he going to the church? I mean, obviously maybe to pray or whatever because he's scared. But maybe I think because after that he's like, this is my home. I have to protect I have to it. Protect it. So he was going there to hide. He was just gonna stay there mm-hmm. and let them come, and at least he wouldn't have to be there to <laughs> whatever. I mean, that's really what he should have done. Gosh. He should have yeah. just hid there and called the police. No, no, yeah, he made the correct decision. I mean, <laughs> and we're going to talk about the police. <laughs> no, he made the wrong decision. No, I mean, his he... first inclination was correct. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. He made the good decision. Just call the cops and initially. Like, They're coming back to my house at nine, so just be there at nine. <laughs> yeah, and so this is strange. Okay, so it's dark when he goes visit Santa Claus. It's dark when he goes to the church, and it's dark when he gets home. What time is it? How long does he have to prepare well, his booby trap? If world? you think about it, in the winter, it gets darker a lot. It could earlier. be like five o'clock, maybe. And also, they're a lot further north than us too, so it gets darker. I think a little bit. I think a little earlier because it's further north. So yeah, that mm. might have a little bit of a difference to it. Maybe, but yeah. I mean, I think it gets dark at like five thirty or something in the middle of winter. 
like now, 5.30, 6 o'clock. It's yeah. dark, so he could have had three hours. Three hours, yeah. One hour to visit Santa, the other hour to go to the church, and then the other three to... But the church is also right next to his house, if yeah, you remember that. because like he right visited it before, which is good. That's good so. to establish kind of like a location and kind of like where everything is, sort of. Um, I don't think it's too unreasonable. Okay. And, I mean, he doesn't do an awful lot. I mean, yeah. he must have thought They're of like it real simple quick. simple things, like the micro machines and the tar. It really wouldn't the take ice, him that ice, yeah, and the, the heater just has to do, like, one thing here and there. Instead the of amazing like, thing is him dreaming this up that fast. That is the amazing thing, and creating Real a Crayola ingenuity. map of the entire situation. Yeah. I want that as a shirt, by the way, just that design good idea. or whatever. It's just like yeah. all that. That's it's hilarious. Okay. And so we get the scene of the movie, right? This is, I mean, like a lot of this other stuff is great. And I think people remember all this other stuff just as fondly as the stuff here at the end. But when this movie was out, this was what they were marketing the movie off of. This is like a good 40 minutes left of the movie is uh, this bit at the end with the, Wet bandits trying to break into the McAllister home. Yeah. And so what I've done... I mean, this is the movie. This is kind of the movie. It's what we've been waiting on. I kind of try to try to view this as how successful they would be at this robbery <laughs> once they once they go on. Okay, so they come, you know, they got the... We know you're in there, kid. And that's your all alone. You know, all that, <laughs> that, that stuff, obviously. And all they, that jazz. They, they get BB gunned or pellet gunned or whatever. This would hurt. They can they make them mad. This would smart. Yep. This would smart. It would make them <laughs> mad, uh, kind of more than anything. But oh yeah, here we go. This is it. No, don't get scared Iced now. Stairs. Ice stairs. Okay, so Marv, no Harry gets the a lot of this. Yeah, I'm thinking a couple broken bones there. You think a couple broken bones? Okay. I think you could easily have broken your arm, elbow. Yeah. Clavicle. These are concrete stairs with hard ice on yeah. them. It hurt quite a bit. You could easily break bones there. Assuming that Remember there was like a whole video online where they broke down like how injured these guys would be. Was like a doctor or something going over this? Oh, yeah. Basically, they would have died by the end They'd be dead. And like at this point, if they didn't break any bones, I assume they may have been able to go on to the point where it's like, okay. Yeah. They'd be in a lot of pain. And then also probably really pissed off. Yeah. They're fueled by by, uh, anger. I guess, I, I suppose. And so next, then, then Marv comes up to an open door. Yeah. He really wanted to entrap this crook. I know, he left Just it Just leave open. the door open. It's a little sadistic, you know. Come you, on in. Come in, My sir. house of horrors. <laughs> the light bulb connected to the iron. To the hot iron, yeah. Jeez. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Very a hot right. iron hitting you like that. It would not burn you. It would just hurt it would really hurt. bad. Exactly. It would be on you for a split it wouldn't second. It would have that red mark he has. It's, it's like perfect yeah. burn. <laughs> It'd be like a millisecond of contact with it. Just be like, wow. Yeah. Would well, you think it rings his bell or what do you think? I, I think it would definitely put a crack in his Crack skull. in the skull. I okay. think so. Wow. Those things are really heavy. Those are heavy, especially the 1990s yeah. variety. Extra heavy. Yeah. The, just the later we go, the the... <laughs> The heavier New they iron get. with extra lead. <laughs> <laughs> the Kevin style. <laughs> the Kevin McAllister trap people in their style. Okay, and um, I think the hot doorknob. Yeah, is just it's just genius. It's so smart. It's really good. Such a good idea. <laughs> the M on there. I think that would work exactly the way it is. Yeah, I don't know that it would burn him as much because I feel like he would have taken his hand off a little faster. But but that's know, his problem. He wouldn't know that it was going to happen. So you know, if you go to grab a doorknob normally, yeah, I can see you being like, oh, yeah, this is also a very fancy doorknob. Very nice. The M. Just how rich they are just keeps get, yeah. is, keeps getting impressed. Like these are these people Personalized are very rich. doorknobs. I want one. <laughs> no, not with the W for Williams, an M for McAllister. Of course. <laughs> Home alone stuff.com. Just, just flip theirs upside down. It's, yeah. There you go. Nail on the foot. This is definitely yep. the most cringy of all of them. It's so smart. He has to leave his shoes. Yeah, on the tar. Because, because of the tar. Yeah. It's sadistic. The more you see this, the more it's like, wow, Kevin. He had to really engin- think this out. He should okay. be an engineer. First, he's going to go through the tar, but he's going to take his socks off to get in it. And then the nail will get And up. then when he goes through the window later, he'll have his shoes off. Oh, my God. You know? It's really smart. It is really smart. That's ridiculous, actually. Sadistic, you're right, but really smart. <laughs> yeah. He'd get really hurt by the nail, but he'd survive it. As cringy as it oh looks. Oh, my God. 
He'd be able but to he would. That thing would have gone all the way through. Yeah, they show him like carefully placing. He no. stops. No, he would have stepped on that. It would have gone right through. Yeah, just like a quiet place. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he was uh, lucky enough to not put his full force into that yeah. step. Good, but Lord. I think he would have. Yeah. Okay. In the uh, then, the Harry fake goes cussing in. Is, is what I have <laughs> noted. Fudge a wedge, fudge a wedge, Harry gets uh, blowtorched. Yeah. Now this is ridiculous. <laughs> he holds his head there for so, so long. freaking long. long enough to uh, just scream no. as he just stays You'd there. You'd be like, wait, what? Ah! Exactly. You'd be running off. As you realize. If he was in it as long as he was, and uh, I do not think he would have been able to go on. Through the skin, for sure. I think the pain would have been so intense and so bad. His hand would have been burning so much, His hand. You could burn that bad. It hurts so bad. I think regardless, Harry would be out of the picture. He would not be able to continue this. I could see that. But this is a movie, so he does. (laughs) Yeah. Coke to the face. What's this? Well, I don't I don't know which one came first, but I was talking about the Coke thing to the face and then the feathers. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the saran wrap. Be embarrassing, but you know. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a weird one. Exactly. After all that and then the yeah. tar and feather. Like it's the kind of just like thing. a jokey thing. Yeah, exactly. It's really just there to embarrass him. That would just be like, oh, what is this? Maybe slow him down just a smidge. <laughs> Enough to be like, I'm embarrassed or whatever. <laughs> but those... Ornaments, ooh, yeah, ooh, you'd have glass all up in your feet. Yep, this is where I have that Marv would not be able to continue no. after this point. He'd be like, it's like worse than Die Hard. He would not be able like to bleeding. walk on that. Oh God, Die Hard. Yeah, <laughs> it's like worse because he's like in it for so long. Oof. He steps on more. It's just, it's ridiculous. You would not be walking around after that. No, no. Then the paint cans, which... So they're both done at this point in Yeah, our they're books. done. <laughs> in our books, they have given up due to crawling the sheer back to their amount van. of pain. They're alive, but they're in too much excruciating pain. They're crawling and they with blood streaks in the snow back yes. to their van. Yeah. It, Harry has Harry, to go... I'm going back to the van. <laughs> I'm going to go to get a skin graft at the hospital. <laughs> Marv, I think I might be dying. <laughs> oh, my God. It'd be really bad. But yeah, the the paint cans would knock them unconscious. This is where he loses his tooth, by the way. Oh. Ooh. Man, if that was a You're full paint teeth. can. Whew. Oh, yeah. Swinging <laughs> down from a flight of stairs. We're talking about like probably a 10-pound metal can. Okay. You're definitely unconscious. Definitely. They're definitely unable to continue. You're not just sure. going, oh, that hurt. Yeah, they're done. <laughs> Um, okay, so I put a special note here. He now calls the police. Because I've had, I was trying to put it together. Like, every time I watch this, I'm like, why doesn't he call the police? Why doesn't he? And then I watch it. He's having too much fun. I guess so. That's the only <laughs> explanation I can possibly think of. Because at first I was like, is the power out? No, the power. should have called him earlier, honestly. Because at the end, he literally has to be saved. Yes, exactly. He, he did it, not plan that. He did not win, really. No. And, and, like, they're always thinking, is he not calling the police because he thinks he's a criminal for stealing the toothbrush? No, because he calls the police now. <laughs> yeah, he kind of quickly moved on from that criminal thing. <laughs> I'm a criminal, exactly. Was, he made a key ally, though. So he did. That's what saved him. He did. It was really worth it going to that church. <laughs> and I guess that is not the old man's house. No. Yeah, it's kind of strange because it seems like it's, like, right next to... I don't know. I don't know where he lives. I thought the house... So when you're facing the McAllister's house, I thought the house to the left was the house that got flooded. I thought that was the one that they went to because they couldn't do the McAllister house yet. So they went to do that one. They flooded that one. That was what they were pulling out of. Now, no, it must have been further down the street. That's right. Because he's continuing to walk. So we really don't know where that house that they flooded you know, in the scene is. Because he never goes back to his house no. in that scene. I was thinking it was the one directly next to it. but So they they must have done several houses at this point. Because he runs to the house right next door. So this just must be an off-camera house that they burglarized. <coughs> must be. That's what I, I'm, I'm thinking. Yeah, the layout is a little confusing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think this is probably the worst injury of the movie. When uh, the spider comes. 
I mean, I would have died from the spider, personally. I, I would have just died then and there, and it would have been over, and I'd just be dead. But what I'm really referencing is when the spider is on Harry, and freaking Marv just cracks his rib cage oh open God. with a crowbar. Oof. That's probably the worst injury of all of them, is inflicted by themselves. Oof. Falling from that zip line too is pretty bad. Yeah, but. falling from the zip line is pretty bad. Going into the the, the wall and then yeah, they chase him into the house. I don't know what went wrong. What went wrong here? Because Kevin was like yeah. trying to lead them in the front door, I guess, or no, he was trying to lead them he into didn't the basement. Seem to have any him. traps down there though? No. The only thing I can think is he was trying to get them in the water and then he was going to electrocute the water and kill them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm calling the cops. He would have completed his sadistic plan. Yeah, I don't know what went wrong here but they go into the front door instead of going following him to the base kind of a weird way to wrap it all up yeah this is weird and they just kind of hang on which funny thing is this is also what happens in the second genesis version of the game when um really when you get caught they just they just they don't kill you they just hang you up and just kind of inconvenience you for a bit and they get you... cracked over the head with a snow shovel <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i guess uh harry's about to bite kevin's fingers <laughs> off it's a random thing for him to do. It was really random. That's not something he did to them. The, I know. The more I... Is that improvised? The more I like think about it, he's like, the first thing I'm going to do is bite off each one of his fingers one so by one. Strange. What in the world? Why do you want to do that? That would horrify me because it would be, the again, the last thing I'd suspect. Oh, my God. What are they going to do? Bite off my fingers? I don't feel like you really could do that either. No, he'd I don't be feel sick. like your teeth could go through another person's bones and his fingers. It'd be a very different uh, movie if he went through with it and he just just did it. Yep. Hours and hours of just him biting Home his alone fingers with and, a saw. Oh <laughs> Marv's there cheering him on. Yeah, Harry, Harry, let me bite off one of them. Oh my god, that's awful. We want you to play a game, Kevin. Oh my god, you have tortured us for the last forty-five minutes. Now we will torture you with your own. Fingers. Oh my god, we're now going to eat you. But now it's not that what happens. Uh, then the, thank God. No, thank God we don't have to see that. The Shovel Slayer comes and incapacitates the Wet Bandits. Who should be dead already. Who should be dead. <laughs> Several times over. Yeah, they survive the movie, though, and the cops arrest them. Yeah. And let me say, Kevin cleans up his house. So fast. So fast. First thing I was thinking, I was like, oh my God, is his mom going to come home and slip on the ice? And like, <laughs> I don't know, like fall so into one of these So he must have cleaned it up that night. You know, because then he wakes up the next morning, and yeah, that's when she's there. He must have, must have spent hours cleaning up this crap. Insane! All those feathers take yeah. forever. Oh man. Yep. But she comes back, and you know, I kind of like the touch how he's not—he's not super like happy at first because he's kind of mad. Yeah. Or whatever. He's like, mm. I feel like he's like fake mad though. Yeah. He's like, you left me, but I'm I'm really happy to freaking see you right it's now. It's kind of his care. fault though, honestly. Yeah. How did actually. he not hear them running around screaming <laughs> in the house? How did he not hear the freaking uh the Nutcracker Suite playing so loud downstairs? Yeah. <laughs> <It> <laughs> makes <laughs> no <laughs> sense. The third yeah. floor must be soundproof. Oh yeah, we talked about it. That's right. And wasn't there supposed to be another kid up there? Oh, I guess he, no. he asked her to move him. Exactly. He'll pee all over me or whatever. <laughs> Sprinkler boy. We're going way back here, but I do think it was really gross how like he was like he is like drinking the fuller, go easy on the Pepsi. Oh, that look. <laughs> He's like that look. Like he wants to pee on him. <laughs> so gross. No, I will not go easy on the Pepsi. <laughs> I'm sleeping with Kevin tonight. I gotta I'm give him my enough. best. <laughs> pee all over him. <laughs> Stand up and it's pee It's gonna on. be great, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, gross. And as mentioned, the entire family comes back seconds after the yeah. mom did. <laughs> I find the way they're acting kind of weird. Because <laughs> the dad's like, oh, hey, Kevin, my boy. Oh, good to see you. To... He's so nonchalant. He's like, so I'm like, oh, my God, Kevin, are you okay? What happened? What, what have you been doing? Are you? And he's just like, oh, good to see you. My boy. My boy. <laughs> Grocery shopping. What a funny little guy. It just He's so nonchalant about it. It's yeah. kind of Kind of, kind of gross, actually. <laughs> yeah, not the greatest acting in that part. No. But this, I have a big question here, because we just talked about location here, where the Shovel Slayer resides. 
At the end of the movie, he looks out the freaking window and his entire family's right there. Yeah. So does so, he live next door? Well, remember, he also, they're looking out the window earlier in Buzz's room. And they see him shoveling. That's coming right. out of his house with the salt, the salt trash can. <sighs> it's confusing. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like, it seems like that house he ran into should have been that guy's house. Exactly. <laughs> I guess he got it unflooded and cleaned up for the next day. Yeah. Yeah. He's got those magic skills like Kevin. <laughs> Anyways, that, that's pretty much it. I mean, Buzz yells at Kevin for destroying Kevin. his room, obviously. But otherwise, uh, we assume Kevin is safe and he survives the movie. Yep. He did it. He did it. We did it. And we did it. We did it. We did do it. So, Yeah. Home Alone 2. That's where we're headed. Yeah. I mean, Lost in New York. Lost in New York, man. They they knew they had to make, they had to make a sequel after this. Something. I mean, you, uh, they'd be crazy not to with this money. And they but, carried John Hughes kicking and screaming into this yeah. movie. So this one is, <laughs> I think it's a fantastic movie. It's a classic. It is. It's not overrated or anything like that. This movie is great. Absolutely. I, I will say this though I credit um, the person the people I would credit um, for the success of this movie John Hughes wouldn't be the major player of it well what whereas some of the lines here are good I do think this movie is pretty good well written I think Christopher Columbus Chris Columbus Christopher Columbus yep. <laughs> I mean it, without America I don't know if we'd have this movie <laughs> but uh, Chris Columbus and uh, Macaulay Culkin I think are the stars of this movie. I mean, it's so well directed and the acting is really good. Is there like, you just winked behind me. Is there some Bethany? Oh, she's home. <laughs> I was like, is there a ghost? <laughs> winked behind you. <laughs> Get him. Get him. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, sh- it's John Hughes, Jordan. <laughs> oh my God. How is this Has possible? Has an effing ghost. <laughs> oh, how is this possible? How is this possible? <laughs> I was happy till I realized what's happening. <laughs> Dear Lord. <laughs> I recommend this movie. I do not recommend the video games. Any Home Alone video game is terrible. They I don't think not- I've played any of them. I played the NES one as a kid. Before I came here, I did play the uh, Super Nintendo one and the Genesis one. The Genesis one, it's, it doesn't make any sense. You're in the broad daylight on a like a fan-powered sled going through the neighborhood, going house to house, trying to stop the wet bandits from stealing crap. <laughs> and in the in the, the one in Super Nintendo is completely different. Seems like the game writes itself. Why do you have to you'd change it You'd think so. I mean, I think the NES one would be more of what you'd expect because you're... you're the there all it is is the wet bandits are here and you have to set the traps. Yeah. Whereas in like the Super Nintendo That's what it one, seems like it should be. Yeah, I didn't know what to do. There was not only the wet bandits, but all their goons were was there was like all these other people huh. there too. Like snakes. <laughs> Maybe I mean, and you're armed with like a squirt gun that does nothing. And I didn't I didn't understand it. I played it for like thirty minutes before I was like I can't do this anymore <laughs> there were a lot of bad games in this time yeah i know these movie tie-in games sometimes they're like what do we do to make a game of this and they're like i don't know it's really successful you have to and just then they put just the characters the in there and <laughs> do something do some kind of gameplay yeah a lot of those games were basically just like it could be another game they just slap a title yeah. on it <laughs> yeah yeah and you got any thoughts to close this out luke i mean it's a great movie it's Nostalgia abounds. So it's, Nostalgia does it's hard abound. not to have that cloud the judgment, but uh, yeah, I mean it flows well. I think I, I would agree with you. I think it was great directing, but I think the story was, for the most part, pretty, you know, um, put into a small package. I guess would be a way of saying it. it's like yeah. it's pretty much straightforward. You know, the up and down of what happens. There's not like side stories or side characters that kind of get away from what's going on. It's just like, okay, we have the wet bandits. We have Kevin. Kevin's family's gone. She's trying to get back. Her mm-hmm. mom, his mom's trying to get back to him, but her mom, like, his mom doesn't really matter at all in no. this movie. It's like, it's just, you know, decoration for the real yeah, story. Yeah, you can't really say if she learned <laughs> much yeah, of anything. Yeah. <laughs> she regretted a lot of it, but... <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Obviously, she does it again. <laughs> Kevin grew up some. You can say yeah. that. That, like, Kevin had some growing up to do in the movie. He had to, like, actually, like, take care of himself. So that's the thing he yeah. learned, to take care of himself, which is obviously what he couldn't do in yeah. <laughs> the beginning of the movie. I mean, it just seems like he's a brilliant kid. He does. Seem... Even from the beginning. He just, he knows what he's doing. I mean, at eight uh-huh. years old, I would never have known to do any of the things he's doing. They would have found me dead without the wet bandits. They would have just <laughs> come home. <laughs> and Buzz's shelf would have been on top of me or something. Tarantula eating your face. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Mistakes were made. That's what they would have put in your obituary. Oh, no. He was <laughs> home alone. <laughs> it didn't turn out well. No, he did not survive those four days or whatever it was. <laughs> Gosh. All right. So next week. Yeah, I jumped the gun a little bit earlier, but Home Alone 2. <laughs> yeah, baby. Lost in New York. So, yeah, that's what we're doing next week. Cool. Yes, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. Christmas! Christmas! <laughs>